Welcome to Movie Fans and Netflix Bingers. This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, man. Excited. It's uh the day after Valentine's Day. Mardi Gras is this upcoming weekend into next Tuesday. But yeah. I'm excited because we're talking about Ryan Johnson's Poker Face today. Super excited for that. We're going to do Last of Us and Poker Face. I promise I'll be caught up on your honor for next week. But I, I was just too into Poker Face this week. It's such a good show. Yeah, it is a good show. Uh, I finally got a chance to finish the first episode and, and continue on with the other two. And yeah, it's a really cool binge. And the way that they do it is really interesting. Natasha Leone, it's awesome. But I can't wait to talk about it in a little while. Like they did it like formulaic TV in the sense of like villain of the week or mystery of the week, but it works because it's still very Ryan Johnson, very glass onion. Like it doesn't feel like a network television show by any means. This show could have been on HBO and it would have fit in perfectly. Like this is perfect yeah. for Peacock. This shows that Peacock is taking a step up in quality from typical NBC shows. Yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be there. Big draw show, yeah. Because I can't think of another one like they don't have one like this. Yeah, they really don't. That isn't already an NBC show. Already? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, because I would say like people watch would buy the streaming service to watch all of The Office, all of Oh yeah, no people are buying Peacock for The Office, Parks and Rec, the comedies, and then WWE. Yeah. Like, or Premier League soccer. Like, that's what you're buying Mm -hmm. NBC for. But now, Poker Face gives them a starting block for A-level television that can compete with Amazon and HBO. Like, Poker Face this year will be up in the conversation as long as it finishes strong for best television show. And Peacock hasn't had that. Like, it might not win, but it deserves to be in the conversation with these HBO and Amazon and Apple shows. It's like when Coda went for... Yeah, best picture that yeah. raised the conversation for Apple Plus. Facts, and it made Apple Plus beat people take it serious. And now they have not only Ted Lasso, but they have C. They have uh the show, the movie that we're excited for, Killers of the Flower Moon coming. And don't they have like mm-hmm. another t- uh, Severance? Like they, they Severance, people take them serious now. Uh, people are really liking Shrinking. I'm gonna try and get to it this week. That's what I heard. Harrison Ford's killing it. Um, but yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a really cool show. I can't wait to talk about it with you. I think this last of us was really cool. Um, yeah, it's sad. That was a sad episode. We'll, we'll definitely get pretty deep into that. And um, oh, we can talk Bachelorette real Bachelor real quick. First episode, the guy. I believe this guy will marry whoever he finds. Like this is maybe. the first time I've seen a Bachelor in a long time where I believe him. Like this Luke guy is committed to these women. My name's Zach. Oh, Zach. I thought I don't know why I thought his name was Luke. Zach. Yeah. They don't show his uncle Patrick it's, Warburton, though. I thought they would have. Well, he probably will later. But okay. It's because he's like a robot who has been in deep into like I he's watched the show. Yeah, let's just say he's watched the show. He's <laughs> like, okay, so I watched the show and like get away don't steer into the drama. Send yeah. the drama home. <laughs> you don't, you know. Find a good way to send the girl home with a kid. He definitely um, seems he definitely seems very formulaic now that you say that. Like it seems like he's very cut and dry. But I think they needed that. Like I think they 
I think after a lot of these marriages not working, I think they needed someone who is like going to give them a successful season. Because well, like yeah. are last year's people still together? Each, each season has variables that would cause it not to happen. You know, it's like just as on the girls as it is on him. So it's like, sure, maybe Zach would like fall in love with whoever he picks. But who says that that girl who is on the show really is into Zach? I mean, true, true, fair. Well, oh, and Matt James's girl still with him. They they do TikTok together. <laughs> yeah, they, they go to Auburn gymnastics meets together. <laughs> oh, is she young or something? No, uh, he's really good friends with Suni Lee, who the Olympic medalist. Oh. She is a, a gymnast for Auburn. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. All right. Well, episode mm-hmm. one. Zach sucks, but Zach sucks in the sense of a robot, like you said. But the girls are pretty funny. Yeah, the girls are pretty funny. He's sending home a lot of the like dramatic the shit starters. Shit starters. So, like, I'm just wondering how this is going to continue as we move forward. It definitely seems but like much, it's, it's less we, drama towards the end from the preview. What, what it seems like the producers did was like, okay, so Zach's not going to start shit. A lot of these girls are really nice so we're just gonna like make them super uncomfortable about dating the same guy (laughs) okay week one one one-on-one meeting the family week two one-on-one uh sleepover why did they do that like why did they meet the family i uh, now that you say that i was like what the fuck is happening so will they have the meet the family in the later episodes yeah they will but i mean like that happens sometimes Especially when the bachelor lives close to, because oh. he lives in LA. Yeah, he does. So might as well so, meet his family. Okay, so you think when they do hometowns, his mom's birthday, like out there. Yeah. Excuse. So you think when they do hometowns, they'll meet Patrick Warburton? Probably. Okay. For nice. some of the girls, based on their bios and they have, they talked about how they're Disney adults. I'm assuming that that may be the whole reason they're dating him. Yeah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> trying to see Kronk. <laughs> or like, maybe that is the reason they want to be with him. Want to be like, yeah. I want to spy on the baby that is related to Kronk. Yeah, no. Well, maybe they're trying to date him to get to his uncle because his uncle's single, maybe. I think. <laughs> but um, either but yeah. way, yeah. Whenever you're ready, we don't have much. We don't have much news this week. Like I said, like you said, just Last of Us in Poker Face, and then. The Super Bowl trailers, really? Yeah. Did you did you watch any Love Island? Uh, uh just the first episode. Still, I'm waiting on Curse. Oh, okay. Well, that's good that you'll have to be able to binge it. Because now yes. we're watching day to day. Next week, next week, I'll come in. I'll catch up on Bachelorette, Your Honor, and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk Monster, Your Honor, Bachelorette, and You Love Island next week. We'll talk right, the big yeah. four. Hopefully, Farmer Will holds holds firm. <laughs> Wait, did you see did you see the uh Fox show they're doing farmers only essentially dating show? Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna like watch farmers it? Dating we, city we gotta review the first episode at least. I mean, I'll try and watch it. Because I mean, if they're not bringing back average Joes and they're giving us farmers <laughs> farmers USA, might as well give it a shot. I'm also interested in checking out the Netflix one with all the people from the circle and love is blind. It's a perfect match. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. I wanted to see what you thought before I watched it. So, yeah, I did see that. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I'm just debating. I I guess I haven't seen enough of the trailers to know what the point is. Like, what 
I'm, I understand like it's the fine love, like all the other shows, but like what's its it's hook? Their angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your what's your hook? Yeah. Also, watch the Bill Russell documentary, bro. Okay, yeah. Fucking incredible. Like Netflix, honestly, is the sports doc place now. Like they are. Did it, did it touch on the things you wanted it to touch on? All the racist shit, all of it, and like figuring out. I didn't know Bill Russell sucked at basketball when he got into the NBA. Uh, Really? Yeah, dude was ass. Like Red Arback trained him, and then he became great. Wow, I remember that. Like Wilt was actually great going. Like, no, nah, you need to watch it. I don't want to spoil it anymore. As a sports fan, and as someone like that, I know who you are that loves sports. That this documentary is great. It's two parts too. It's an hour fifty three in the first part, and then the second part's like forty five minutes. Speaking of sports stocks, one thing I have taped that I'm going to be watching this week is, uh, you know how I was talking about during football season, I did each decade of the SEC and football. It's back. They're doing basketball. They're doing basketball. Oh, I've got to watch that. I've got to watch that. Yeah. That's probably hard. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet, but I mean, I think it starts from the 30s. Oh, I'm definitely checking. I'm going on uh, on YouTube TV on demand right after we get out of here. It's on SEC Network. SEC Network. Yes, sir. Go and check it out. What's it called? Do you know what it's called? I can find out in like a second. But yeah, it's, um, it's like this Legacy of Southern Hoops or something like that. Okay. All right. That's all I need. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Southern sure. Hoops, a history of SEC basketball. That's it. Perfect. I'm literally watching that after I do my Valentine's Day love making. After this, <laughs> I'm just letting the people know, man. I got me some wine. Kirsty's drinking, watching Poker Face right now. And then when we finish, I'm gonna get it on. <laughs> there you go. Um, one thing I wish I would have done this weekend when I didn't was uh, there was a a con. And oh again, damn nice uh, uh, I bet it was fire a the, yeah the big draw for guest rat wise was like the cast of like Avatar Airbus oh Air. nice that's what's up Not, like, did you the top one but yeah like Azula and people like that did you watch you yet because I heard this season's really good oh yeah okay okay I need to watch I'm gonna watch it don't worry that I'm gonna be nice. caught up on everything I need to be but is it good because I heard it's been, like one of the best seasons and I heard the I new girl. I heard I heard the new girl's better than Victoria Pedretti. See, that's where I'm. At. I feel like Victoria Pedretti gave the show like a new level mm-hmm. because like she was equally as interesting. Where like oh, this Katie's girl not might interesting. Get there, she might get there, mm. but like she never really became all that interesting until like the second to last episode. Mm. So it's like maybe she'll get there, but like the first few episodes, like it, it's not. A, yeah, I mean, like, because I'm just thinking good. of that I mean, clip. The thing about her is that I'm, she seems badass. Because there's a clip going around TikTok that. of her being like, "Hey, get out the room! I gotta fuck Joseph." <laughs> oh yeah, she yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's before she gets like real compelling. Okay. Because like the thing about love is that love was just as bad as jail. It's this girl's so, like, not. I would be out here doing like killing shit. And so like we don't. The jury's still out on it yet, but like she. Basically, hit a body with him. So. And where's the black girl? At? Is she in this season? She's in the first episode. Yeah, that's it. I I feel like she'll come back. Did she like die? She's, she's okay, like, no. They, they, she they, she'll come back. 
No, like they, yeah, yeah, like they address like what's going on between them. Oh, so he's still looking for her. He found her. That's what I'm saying. He, oh, like, so she told him get the fuck like, away. Ah, uh, okay. You can tell me. Did she tell him get the fuck away? Well, she was like, "You're gonna kill me. You're a murderer." Ah. Uh, and he's like, "I'm not a murderer. And I'm gonna prove it to you." And so he's like. Part part of the reason that he's in London is like, yeah, I'm trying to prove to Marianne that I can live and not kill anybody. Mm, okay. And he breaks that, apparently, from what you're saying. Because <laughs> they hide a body together. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's, you have to watch it to understand oh, okay. like, what's going on with him. Like, you know, it's... It's real. It's like a different, it's like a different show, I would say. Damn! Not, it's the same show, but it's like a different phase of the show. Because like the first season is him in new york and it's entirely different dynamic than him in la with love mm-hmm, and then yeah, that show is completely completely different. different than him in love and this is a completely different show gotcha okay for sure well i'm gonna check that out as well yeah um but with all that we can go ahead and get started and get into the news um starting with something that isn't marvel dc or star wars uh disney has gone and announced that they're going to give uh four big franchise shows some sequels okay inside out two toy story five frozen three and zootopia three okay all we need is inside out two and zootopia two why the fuck are we getting toy story five like bro toy story should have ended with toy story three it was the perfect ending we did not need four for bo peep story we damn sure don't need five who's five with buzz lightyear like who the fuck is five with the, the, the issue with Toy Story's branding of the franchise is that they should have ended Toy Story at three. Yes. Now, if they wanted to continue movies in within the Toy Story U- story universe, they should have named them something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Because like I because I remember on this podcast I came on here and I was like, I was ready to shit on Toy Story Four. But I thought Toy Story Four was badass. And it was really, good. Really it was. It. it wasn't as good as three, but it was better than two. So I, I think Toy Story Five could be good, but I don't think it needs to be a part of this. We don't trilogy. need that. You know, it, I think it should stay the trilogy and like, like Pixar should make be spending their time. Exactly, Pixar should be spending time making original movies. We hardly get any original movies from them anymore. That's what we need. I, I damn sure didn't need a Frozen th- 3. Like, even, yeah. like, m- I prefer, well, like, the way I'm ranking it, Inside Out slash Utopia 1, Toy Story 5, 3, Frozen at the bottom, 4. But Inside Out, I'm super excited for because Inside Out can be turning red, but with the emotions. Like, seeing a teenage girl inside the emotions, like, that'll be crazy. And then Zootopia 2, just more cop stories. Like, all they got to do is have, like, a, 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 a them solve a crime. Right. Yeah, I just think Zootopia 2, or Zootopia itself, was such a fun world to live in. Oh, yeah. It's it was, fun it was one of the best mo- animated movies of the decade. Yeah, when it came out. So, um, I'm most excited about that one. Uh, with Inside Out 2, I've never seen Inside Out 1. Oh, so you never have? Oh, that's that's yeah. oh, if you ask me the two best Disney animated movies of the 2010s, it's those two. It's legitimately those two. 
There's no Disney movie that came out in the 2010s that are better than those two, in my opinion. All right. Uh, but so, with that being said, I do think Inside Out 2 is probably the second most compelling with the other two being on the bottom. I'm but telling you, Turning you're... Red gave Inside Out a pathway to success. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I do think a Toy Story 5 could be really cool since like animation so much better now. I mean, are they gonna, is Woody going to be in it, or is Woody still with Bo Peep? Well, I wish they would just do Woody and Bo Peep just then. Well, I mean, like, you know I, they're going to do like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, like Tim Allen was saying he's like, coming back, so if that's the case, the only way I'm okay with Toy Story 5 if is if it's a Buzz Lightyear story, because we haven't got a Buzz Lightyear story since Toy Story 1. Toy Story 2 was about Woody finding Jesse in the prospect. Toy Story 3 was about Woody getting over Andy. Toy Story 4 was Woody and Bo Peep finding a new home. You know, that's a compelling argument. Is, you know, do we explore more into Buzz and in Jesse episode? And because of like the f- excitement around Buzz Lightyear as like a Disney character anyway, maybe it would be a good time for that. So it's a good point. Yep. And Tim Allen was the one who talked about it. So, yeah. But uh, that's that's uh, the sequels and the works at Disney. Uh, the other big story that came out, like I think today, was uh, Emma Corrin is going to be in Deadpool three. Yeah, uh, they don't know what her role is going to be, but they think she's going to be the villain. So, My I'm guess is really she'll be Lady that. Deadpool. Now that's interesting. Like I don't think they'll do Gwenpool, but I think they'll do Lady Deadpool. See, I didn't even think of that. That's what I was thinking she'd be. Yeah, like uh this one is 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 Wanda Wilson and and then she's a blonde like she looks j- like this is her Wanda Wilson. Like I think they could yeah. definitely do that. That would definitely be different than anything I've ever seen Emma Corrin, Emma Corrin do. So True. So, like I'm trying to see if there's any rumors right now for who she's going to be. Yeah, there's none right now. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying like I think she'll be Lady Deadpool. Yeah, that's a good place to call. So, um, but you know, so we'll hear more about that once we see a trailer. Um, it's still getting found, I think. And uh, so the next story we have is Spider-Man Noir live action series in the works of Amazon. Um, Ooh, the okay. untitled series will follow an older grizzled, grizzled superhero in the 1930s New York City. An individual with knowledge of the project says that the show will be set in its own universe and the main character will not be Peter Parker. Smart. That's what it needs to be. Like, it needs to be Spider-Man Noir. This is Sony selling it to Amazon. Let Amazon cook, make a good animated series, and this could be good for you. Yeah, it could be really interesting. I'm just surprised they got the rights. Well, I mean, it's Sony. So Sony just, you know, sold the... Sony doesn't have a place to stream their animated like where does sony stream its its work it's, it's not, not animated it's not no oh it's live action yeah oh i don't know how that's gonna work <laughs> wait this whole time i thought it was animated wait no oh no now i'm worried <laughs> Now I'm worried. I thought it was really going to be... Wait, 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 wait. I got to Google this. No way they gave uh, Amazon uh, the rights to a live-action noir series. You're damn right. It's live-action. What the fuck? 
Well, I mean, like I was saying, Sony doesn't have a place to where they can stream their stuff. It's MGM Plus. Like, that's where they stream, yeah. and that's Amazon, so I get it. But it's just like, damn, live-action Spider-Man noir TV show? Is it going to be web-slinging? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was wild. I was like, an Am- so Amazon's going to get Spider-Man noir. That's wild. That is really wild. Hope it doesn't end up like Gotham, and it hope it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, the question will be who will play Spider Man. That's going to be, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be someone grit, like it's got to be someone grizzled noir, like, grizzled like, superhero, so, like, like Carl yeah. Urban s, like that. It's got to be like, like Billy Urban Butcher. S, but it can't be yeah, him. it can't be him, but it's got to be like like the guy who played Negan, who plays Batman's dad, Jeffrey and, De- uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I can see Jensen Ackles doing this after after seeing his performance in as a uh, soldier boy. But he's in the boys. Yeah, so I mean Amazon, he's in the Amazon family. We see Pedro Pascal in all of uh, Disney shit. <laughs> like that's Disney's boy. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, speaking of someone who isn't Disney Disney's boy, John Boyega. Oh yeah, he hates um, them. <laughs> He's recently had a tweet on Super Bowl Sunday. He was like, "That Flash trailer was badass." <laughs> Look at John the Boyega tweeting about DC. What does that mean? Like, I told you. Trailer? What did I see? I should have. I should have put it. The the fucking uh, DC fan cast will be on YouTube tomorrow for people who haven't checked it out. And I should have put on the graphic. John Boyega is Green Lantern. I told you that was my dark horse. He knows. He's campaigning. To be Green Lantern. I see it. I see it. That's what that tweet was for. Well, I think he, he could either be campaigning to be Green Lantern or he already is cast. I mm. don't know it. I look, I, look, he, he fits Jon Stewart perfectly. He does. Especially if you're going for a young Jon Stewart, Space Cop, like that's him. Yeah, I think he's like, yeah, this could be my opportunity to get on to... A franchise. Yeah, a Warner Brothers franchise. And and do what I was supposed to do with a Jedi the right way. Right. So I can fuck with it. I like he would be to me, he has more star power than Trevante Rhodes. Like no oh, one yeah. knows who Trevante okay. Rhodes is, really. And like yeah, John Boyega became John Stewart, that would be huge. That's like that's like you know, that's like signing Tom Brady as a free agent when you were Tampa Bay. I mean it's just literally like, the only other black actors that are bigger than John Boyega at this moment, John David Washington, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jonathan Majors, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. That are young. Obviously, we're not talking about Denzel, Idris Elba. We're talking about young guys. It's them. Like, oh, and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. That's it. Those are the five. That's it. Now, yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah. Daniel Kaluuya as John Stewart, like if he wants to do a franchise. But I don't think he wants to get into franchise. Nah, that he done. His Marvel shit is done. He's not coming back as the Rhino Man. They did they did Daniel Kalua dirty. <laughs> they didn't think he would be that good of an actor post-Marvel. Because otherwise they'd have gave him a real character. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so I thought that was interesting, and we'll see what happens with that. But let's talk about that flash trailer. Great. It makes you be like, damn, Ezra, why did you have to be a real life joker? And kidnap right. people and fucking hit people because you actually could have been the Flash in the rebooted universe. But now your movie's gonna do well. They're gonna say they're not gonna recast you. 
But James Gunn is recasting you no matter how, if that movie's a billion dollar movie, you're getting recast because he knows the backlash is too strong. Flash. Huh? Gotta be. It's gotta be. No, they're going to do Wally West. Yeah, they, they're going to get away from this. This is just to reboot the universe. Now, I do think if Sasha Cow is good, she can be Supergirl. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's my one of my biggest question marks of the whole movie is like, if Sasha Cow is good, then like, why are we recasting? Yep, let her stay on. I'm with you 100%. But I, I don't know why they kept saying this wasn't a Flashpoint movie. This is 100% Flashpoint. Like, they took, yes, you can like see the bits and pieces. Slightly different flash. Sasha Cow is Superman who didn't, who got trapped in that Red Sun prison. She gets out. Oh, they fight Zod. Like literally it's Flashpoint, but they're saying that the instances of BVS and all these other instances are happening, but with no super people to protect. So it destroys the earth. I'm guessing Flash goes back in time. The other, the other Barry Allen, Ezra is going to be Zoom or Thawne or something like that. And then they fight. He resets the universe. And I guess the ending would have showed uh, him in the new universe. The ending now will probably show him looking at nothing or like, or show the, the super, like the post credit scene might be with the new Superman. So it was Keaton's Batman in the universe with no metahumans. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, that's what I think. Yep. So I'm thinking because he, he, he fought the Joker and the Penguin. Yep, he didn't fight anybody serious. No, no one. Uh, and I think when they do the post credit, we will see one. Uh, it, like you said, John Boyega may be cast. We will see one of the new people. Yeah. Or we'll it's, see something. Or we'll see something where it's him from behind, where we don't see his face, so they can recast, and it'll be like. Wait, this isn't my universe. And it'll be like, where am I? <laughs> I'm Superman. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Make it the new, make it the new Superman. But this trailer, I see why James Gunn is saying this is the best superhero movie of all time. Or his favorite superhero movie of all time. Because the trailer looks fucking good. Like really good. Um, we'll see. But, okay, let me ask you a real question. Goes. Did Michael Keaton's Batman doing all them fights not look a little corny? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I, all you old fucks out there are just nostalgia porn in Michael Keaton. I don't know if Michael Keaton looked as good as all the people above 35 was making it out. They're like, yeah, my Batman is back. Like, stop. Stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know it's true. Like when he when he went down there, I was like, his old ass really doing combat? Put him in, in a That's mechanical bat suit. I was like, why is this guy like fighting? <laughs> like, he why is he not in a, in a metal bat suit? Like, why is he not in the Batman Beyond suit or the Kingdom Come suit? Like, put him in something that makes sense for his old brittle bones. Yeah, like this dude's been doing it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit got in. <laughs> um, but but it looked good. Did you know. like it? Yeah, I thought it was a good trailer. I'm glad they put it out before the Super Bowl started. Smart. I think it was best to go ahead and just get it out of the way. I agree. Um, I didn't like how Guardians did theirs, where they were like, the Super Bowl ad was like, yeah, now it's out. <laughs> go check it out. I'm like, just put the trailer out there. Well, you know what I think that was? I think I'm James watching. Gunn I think James Gunn was like, yeah, Flash has to come first. Yeah. 
So Marvel was probably pissed. Like, honestly, like he, he was taking press. Like James Gunn had a great Super Bowl, but I think Flash outdid his Guardians trailer. Well, let's talk about it because you said that you really liked that Guardians trailer. I did. I think this is going to be my favorite Guardians movie of the three. It's it's the most serious. It seems like it's the one with the most stakes. Saving Rocket's backstory for this movie, beautiful choice, but it would have made the other movies much, be- the first movie much better, in my opinion. Learning how he was brutalized, look, it, like that's going to be insane. Groot being muscular Groot, let's fucking go. I'm ready for that. And seeing Adam Warlock, he's going to kill Dave Bautista's uh, Drax. When they were fighting and he was, you didn't, you didn't see that in the trailer when they were fighting and he was holding and he was overpowering him. I think Drax is going to die. Well, that makes sense. I don't think Peter Quill is going to die. No, I think he's going to ride off in the sunset or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think everyone else is pretty much going to die. Maybe not Groot. But, uh, oh, no, I think Groot and Quill stay alive for whatever the next version of Guardians is with Nova. I think Gamora stays alive because you already killed her. I really think I think Gamora, Nebula, Groot, and Quill survive. I think the Batista first one dead, Rocket dead, Mantis dead. You gonna kill Mantis? Mm, you're right. Man, what well, Rocket and Batista dead? That's it. Yeah. Because you already killed Groot, you already killed Gamora. You can't kill him again. Yeah, that's fair, and I. I don't know how I feel about this one yet. You didn't like the trailer? I liked it. Man, I thought it was all right. It's just like it seemed dark. It had good music to it. Like I just, I just like how it seemed serious. Like they're like, oh shit, this is some real shit they're about to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's maybe just because like I don't know because I, I watched that holiday special that they did, and I kind of like being back in that world. I'm like, is it going to be weird to end something within the MCU? Because that's the thing. Like, well, it's ending the, the James Gunn saga. It's not ending Guardians forever. It's just ending his tale of it. Like, Peter, these characters are still going to exist outside of it. And they could do more movies, but like, for Guns, Guns arc is over. Just like when Iron Man three happened. The Favreau arc was over. Iron Man was still in movies, but it was just the Favreau arc was done. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I guess I hadn't. I thought that Chris Pratt had been like talking about how he's gonna be done. He he negotiating in the media. They re up in his contract. He want more money. All right. But yeah. So. Uh, those are the two main trailers. Uh, we can talk about. Some some of these real quick, like Indiana Jones five, like again. Yeah, that really wasn't scenes. a trailer. It was just twenty seconds. It was just some scenes. Yeah, it was some scenes. So you got to see a little bit more of it. But at this point, I'm just like, ah. I didn't like his de aging how it looked. I could tell that was fake. I was. I just rather watch Harrison Ford do something else. Yeah, it just same. seems like this is Han Solo and Force Awakens again. I agree. I agree. I'm like, I've seen this. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I didn't like the de-aging. It just seems like he's too old to be doing this. I'm with you. Unnecessary. Uh, but now we can talk about Fast 10, because I didn't really pay attention. Let's ride, let's ride, let's ride. Get high, get high, get high. Let's ride. Armed and dangerous. Ain't nothing coming through family. Notorious. Family, baby, family. 
Jason Momoa said, okay, I know how I'm going to hurt you, Dom. I'm going to take your motherfucking son. Dom said, you know what? You could take my son. You could take my wife. But you know what you didn't take? You know what you didn't take, Jason Momoa? You didn't take my motherfucking car. My car, bitch. And as long as I got my car, you're fucked. Don't worry, son. I'm coming for you. I got my car. And then when that car flew, nah, super, this is, they got to stop. Fast got to stop. When, when he took that car and they shot them fucking harpoons through it and that nigga jumped and pulled the two helicopters together and the harpoons fell off and the car fell back on the highway. Talk about unrealistic. And then at the, in, in, the, in the middle of the trailer, they were like, oh yeah, you know how we're going to solve this? One final race. What? Y'all, y'all have been shooting each other flying, doing secret missions, and you're solving this with a race? <laughs> let's ride, let's ride. I am. I don't know why I'm so into this. Maybe it's the music, maybe it's family, but I'm gonna watch this atrocity of a fucking movie. <laughs> it is a an, an atrocity. That's crazy, man. I just don't want to watch any of these movies. <laughs> How did you feel about it's the like- car jumping and pulling the helicopters? Like, that was so unbelievable. It's just like action porn. <laughs> Dom said as long as he got his car, you ain't got shit on me. <laughs> now, The Rock know he wrong for not coming back. John Cena was back. Charlize Theron was back. Gal Gadot was back. Jason Statham was back. The Rock should have came back. That's fucked up. I'm not going to lie. The beef should be over with. He being petty. He don't have Black Adam no more. <laughs> I guess he thought he didn't need the paycheck, man. Young Rock. The Young Rock, man. He the Rock is thinks he's the Rock is campaigning to be Luke Cage now, cause Black Adam didn't yeah. work. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he was literally like Kevin Feige. I really like this Luke Cage character. Let's meet. He posted that on Instagram. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> I do not want him to be Luke Cage. Talk about a bad casting. Yes, that'd be terrible. <laughs> like that would be the worst idea ever. But Fast Ten, it looks we're, good. I like Jason gonna, Momoa as the villain. Well, we're gonna talk about Mike Coulter later, so hold on. Yeah, time. true, 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 true. But I look, I think this trailer for Fast Ten looked better than the one where they win the space because this is more believable. This is getting back to racing at the end of the day with big okay. quotes. <laughs> with big quotes. I mean, the final thing. Look, it seems like Jason Momoa and Dom are going to solve their issues with one race. The race to save the sun. <laughs> Give me Hobson shot, too. That ain't happening. The Rock, I told you, The Rock done. <laughs> um, so what did you, you think of that Transformers thing? I actually thought it wasn't like... The it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. But I will say it, it gives me more faith in this version of Transformers than the Michael Bay version. I don't care about these beasts, these animal Transformers, because I still think that's fucking stupid. But I do think the way Optimus looks, the way Mirage looks, the way Bumblebee looks, it's back to that Bumblebee movie feel, which is real Transformers feel. So I think this director is going to give us the closest thing to Transformers, really, more so than Michael Bay. Yeah, I don't think this is anything that would get me to a theater, but I mean, if this was streaming, I would watch it. Same. And I also like the actor. I like Anthony Ramos. Right, yeah. I'm surprised that he did a Transformers movie. I know. Yeah, he, Anthony Ramos. I'm, 
been some really big movies lately, and I'm gonna. I think he took. I think he took that before he like started to blow up. Like I think he thought that Mm -hmm. was gonna like get him some play, but now that he's in Marvel, it's like, bro, you didn't need Transformers. (laughs) Like, no. Um. So let's talk. Let's talk paint before we talk about the the two good. What a weird fucking movie! Like a Bob Ross (laughs) satire where he goes crazy. With Owen Wilson because he and he goes crazy because someone comes and takes his spot, <laughs> but he has all these women fiending over him, smelling his shoes. Like this looks fucking nuts. I just wanted to know who was in the room when they pitched this. I gotta watch it on streaming. I'm not going to theaters. This is a streaming mo- comedy that will make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, so we have two good trailers left, and let's do air. Oh, look, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon be, got him one. That's gonna get talked about. Yeah, yeah. Ben, ben Affleck and, and Matt Davis. They got him one. Like we haven't seen Michael Jordan yet, which is probably gonna you know really make or break like the believability of this. How the same thing with the Lakers thing? How we needed to see magic to believe it, but. Ben Affleck is Phil Knight and Matt Damon is Sonny Vaccaro. They nailed it. Like, I'm in. Like, I am in all the way. And then Viola Davis is the mom. Like, this is one of those sneaky good movies that are coming out this year. One of the best basketball movies not about basketball. Yeah, it's it's gonna be basketball's Moneyball. That's exactly what it's gonna be. Right. The Moneyball yeah. for basketball. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good way to look at it. But yeah, that's exactly what it's gonna be. Yeah, and I'm hyped because Moneyball was great, and I think this is gonna be great too. It looks it, but man, we gotta get Ben Affleck a better wig, man. From last duel <laughs> to this one, he just wears bad wigs. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I was honestly surprised to see him in that trailer. I don't know. I don't know why, but I didn't expect him being at all. Oh, it you didn't think with him is. directing? Yeah, it makes sense that he's Phil Knight. Like the main character. No, I'm Matt saying. Damon. I'm saying. I was saying it in the Flash trailer. Oh, so, oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, well, I think they put him in there to, you know, they're killing off his Batman. Like that's his mm-hmm. swan song. I think they're showing that, like they they had to put him in there to show that that universe is dead. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Air I think is gonna be really neat. Um. Because like that story is pretty interesting. And and Ben Affleck needs a new hit directing wise, and that story is very right. interesting. Because Sonny Vaccaro almost lost Michael Jordan to Adidas. And if they yeah. want, they could talk about how the Jordan thing set up for LeBron to come. Like, they could talk about all, like, they could put in, a, Sonny Vaccaro has a lot of, if you've ever seen his 30 for 30, the shoe, the shoe guy or whatever, that's that's about him. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a sneaky one of the big, big movies of the year when that comes out. Oh, they could do a sequel. You're right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they could. They continue. Uh, so the last trailer we had is Creed three. Ah, looks great. Probably gonna be the best one. Yeah, look, I like what you said. How it could be this year's Top Gun. Like that's what it feels like. Like the action movie that we've needed, the movie we haven't had in a while, and the fact that Michael B. Jordan is filming it and made all the fight scenes inspired by anime. If he nails that, bro, with the boxing looking like anime fights. It's gonna be the best Rocky movie ever. Like, and and in the same vein with the Top Gun Maverick, I, 
comparison, I think it's going to be one that's going to be box office boom. Like, I think that's going to be one that you're just going to have to go see in the theater. People are going to people are going to be shocked, but that movie might get close to a billion dollars, which they're going to be like, what Creed? But it's going to be like you said, because of word I mean, of mouth. It's a Rocky franchise. It's a Rocky franchise, word of mouth, and then Jonathan Majors versus Michael B. Jordan. Jonathan Majors is going for actor of the year with this. And Ant Man, if he nails both of these, and, uh, and his uh, his gay bodybuilder movie, if he nails those two of the three, actor of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think regardless, he's going to be one of the more high profile actors this year. Easy, based on being on people's screens, because I think like he'll probably be in Loki too. Yeah, he will probably will be. You're right. And this comes out this year. And so. coming off a of devotion, which was at the end of last year, yeah. which was good. He's just been on screen yeah, since so November. Yeah, like a lot of different stuff. Yeah, so big year for him. I'm excited. But Creed Three looks great. Right. Just on the topic of Jonathan Majors, I was just checking to see what was on his upcoming because I thought he had something else big coming out. No, I think it was just Creed Three. Yeah, I think it's just Creed and Ant-Man this year. All right. So to the second half stories here. Ted Lasso released a teaser. I didn't want to talk about it in the trailer section because it really wasn't anything that gives you an idea of what's to come. But, okay. And I believe it said that the season comes out on March 13th. Okay, that should be good. Double check that. All right. I'm not mad at that. 15, 15, sorry. It's like uh, it's a Wednesday. Okay, during the Mandalorian, against Mandalorian, week to week. Okay, that's what's up. So hey, they're gonna win. Yeah, but I mean, look, Ted Lasso is the 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 show that was it, it was fucking peak. You know how we're talking about Poker Faces, Peacocks, Breakout. Ted Lasso was apples that that made Apple people take Apple serious, right? You know, I don't think Mythic Quest gets its audience without Ted Lasso, that's for sure. Nope. Fuck no. I don't think any of these shows get their audience without Ted Lasso. Um, so the, the next story we got is Kiki Palmer and Sasha Baron Cohen are teaming up for Super Toys, written and directed by uh, David O. Russell. Super Toys follows Palmer and Cohen as a pair of groovy 70s toy sales reps on a life and death mission to save themselves, their marriage, and their live wire 12 year old daughter. Along the road in middle America. This could either be really good or really bad. It just depends on David O. Russell. He's so hit or miss. Like Amsterdam was mid, yeah. but the movies before that was good. So it's like, I can't say just because it's Kiki and Sasha, it's going to be good because you never know with David O. Russell. Yeah. But so, it has, it might, it might work. They're both good actors. They're both good actors, but I mean, like, what is the story? Yeah, I, I agree. We have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, so that, I just thought that was interesting with the big with the names, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but here's some some more names: Lena Headey, Yara Shahidi, or Shahindi, sorry. Uh, Isabella Merced, Lana Condor, Millicent Simmons, and Iris Apatow are set to lead buzzy action thriller *Ballerina Overdrive*, which will be produced by Be- uh, Deadpool, Bull Train, and John Wick director David Leach. Okay, uh, but, so that tells me it's going to be a Hitman-style show. Yeah, 
And uh, The Witcher, Blood Origin director Vicky Jusen will direct. Um, and it's about a troop of ballerinas who find themselves fighting for survival as they attempt to escape from a remote inn after their bus breaks down on the way to a dance competition. Ooh, okay. So then less trained assassins, more people learning on the fly. Okay, nice, mm-hmm. nice. And you know what, David uh, David Leach, it's going to be violent as hell. And, like, obviously, because it's ballerinas, it's going to be, like, really camera work out the ass. Like, think about Bullet Train, think about Deadpool, like, the stop scenes. Yep. Um, like, the slow motions. All the flips are going to be crazy, like, the dance numbers. And then I'm assuming Lita Heedy's going to be the lead person of this ballerina team. Right. So She's going to be the coach, for sure. Yeah. All right, I'm into this. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, need to see where it's going to come out. At. Yeah, true. You know, is, it is it a Netflix show? Is it? Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, so, Stars is developing a sequel to its historical drama series Spartacus. Ooh, uh, okay. Stephen S. The Knight, who created the original series, will serve as the showrunner. Spartacus was inspired by the story of the gladiator of, of the same name, who incited a massive slave rebellion against Rome in the year 73 BC. Per the logline, the sequel series will be set after the defeat of Spartacus and his revolution, depicting a new tale of treachery, deceit, and blood unfolding beneath the foreboding shadow of Rome. Okay, sounds pretty interesting. He needs to land it because Stephen DeKnight hasn't put out anything good in a while. Yeah, well, Spartacus was a hit. Great, yeah. No, so no I know one of my roommates in college, he was like a diehard Spartacus stand. Look, no, I would, come, I'm, I would come home from class and he'd be watching Spartacus. So. I'm not saying Spartacus is bad. Spartacus is great, but I'm just saying if you look at Stephen DeKnight's uh his uh IMDb with writing directing, like the last thing he directed, Jupiter's Legacy. Before that, Pacific Rim, Daredevil. Like the dude hasn't made like Jupiter's Legacy, Pacific Rim duds. His last good thing was Daredevil in 2015. He's been putting out misses. Fair. And then the last season of Daredevil was trash. If we being real, I, I think like Spartacus as a series is going to be hard to fight with other shows that are comparable that have come out since then. It's got to change. It's yeah. got to be more. It's, it has to be more Game of Thrones. Like if you're going to do something within like that t- time period of people, you know, fucking fighting with swords and you know being sneaky then you you gotta just do the game of thrones model on it because you know i just don't know how else you can tell a story that hasn't been told mm-hmm. no i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. um one thing i know that you're not with 100 percent is a sequel to plane oh um, god mm. mike coulter who played the accused murderer louis gaspar in the original film will headline the new nautical movie which is aptly titled ship Gross, gross. But hey, somebody in our Discord said plane's pretty good. So, well, plane's probably action porn. Yeah, it probably is good. That's what they said. It's exciting. It's just like when I watched that Eater's album movie Beast. I was like, this movie sucks, but like it's a it's interesting. (laughs) It's not like it's not like a terribly done movie. It's just like nothing. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I can't say anything about it. That's exactly what he was like. I'm just a sucker for these style of action movies. And I was like, mm, 
I guess that's why. Like she would say, this action porn. Yeah, I mean, people like stuff like this, like, and I don't necessarily hate stuff like this, but it's just like I'm not gonna go go around here and be like plain and ship or like high quality movies that you want to like put on your repertoire, you know, your resume. No, I'm with you. I'm not you excited for ship. I said, what's next? Copter, <laughs> rocket, <laughs> car. Rocket is next, actually. <laughs> is next. Um, so Amazon has ordered an animated adaptation of the comic book series Witches, okay. uh, which is spelled W-Y-T-H-S-E-S. Uh, the comic is, was created by Scott Snyder and Jock. It tells the story of a 17-year-old named Sailor Rooks, whose family moves to a remote New England town after a tragic accident, only to discover that a burrow of monsters, ancient creatures that prey on our darkest fears and desires lurk beneath the town. Um, okay. You know, they when this was described in the article, they said that this is going to be like Amazon's trying to put this out similar as they are trying to promote Invincible and Box Mahan. So okay. I'm assuming that this is going to be like, you know, an adult animated show. All right. I'm into that. You know, I love me some adult animated shows and it sounds pretty good based off a of Scott Snyder comic. And Scott Snyder is one of the best comic book writers. So I'm going to give this a shot. Definitely want to see the trailer. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to see a trailer, but I think like if you're trying to promote this as your in, in your adult animated slate, then I think that is what immediately gets me interested because I think Amazon's done well with that stuff. Yeah, they have. They've they've been the best at adult animation. So to that point, if it's down that road, this could be very successful for them. Yeah. Um, next, we have a limited series called Ripley. Starring Andrew Scott. He's leaving Showtime and moving to Netflix. This marks the latest example of Showtime offloading a series they have previously ordered after a completed production. Uh, most recently, the network let go of the series adaptation of Three Women, which is now moving to Stars, and they had like Shailene Woodley and others in it. Uh, the series is based off Patricia Highsmith's Tom Ripley novels, which includes the talented Mr. Ripley. In the official oh, okay. logline, it, it's described Tom Ripley, who is played by Andrew Scott, a grifter scraping by in the early 1960s New York, is hired by a wealthy businessman to travel to Italy to try and convince his vagabond son to return home. Tom's acceptance of the job is the first step into a complex life of deceit. Dakota Fanning and Johnny Flynn also star alongside Scott. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, I think it's going to get more eyes on Netflix. I, when I'm, I do like the talented Mr. Ripley, Ripley with Matt Damon, but the question is, can this guy Andrew Scott act? That's the thing. Like, you know, having Showtime offload shows is just suspect because it's not like Showtime's putting out crap. Like, True. they're the ones who are putting out uh, Your Honor. And then aren't they also putting out the show we like, the wrestling show? Or yeah, they show? are. He no, that's stars. That's stars. He was his stars. No, you're right. Are you sure? Um, no, actually, he was his Showtime. You're right. You're right. He was. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So like, Showtime's no, he was the stars. He was the stars. He was the stars. Just googled it. Okay, it is. Yeah, he was the stars. I thought but so. Like, my, also, my, this my, is my, Andrew my Scott. Is, is he not too old yeah, to be Mister Ripley? Like Ripley was a young John Matt Damon when Matt Damon was like super young. This guy's old. That's now. the thing. Like when you're playing like a character that was played by Matt Damon in like one of his more like 
his one of his really best roles. Great movies that no one like talks about enough. Like that movie's badass. Yeah, no, it is. Like I don't know, and especially since Showtime didn't want to take it to the Paramount Plus, that tells me it might not be good. Because Paramount's not letting go anything that's good. They didn't let go of Your Honor. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, like, if they're offloading it to Netflix, then I just can't imagine it's going to be all that good. True. Which good sucks, because, like, I feel like it's interesting. I just think they have the wrong guy uh, cast. Like, it's supposed probably. to be about a young... It should have been a young, up-and-coming actor n- that needed it. Like, this would have been a good role for Tom Holland to show, hey, I'm not Spider-Man. And it's like, you cast a Dakota Fanning and Johnny Flynn, which, and for the roles that I'm assuming that they would take up, the Jude Law in the in the in the Nicole Kidman role, but like yeah, and Andrew Payne, Scott does like not like fit with that. Yeah, yeah it's just a what? Yeah. It's weird casting. Like, how old is Johnny Flynn? Johnny Flynn's in thirties. Oh, okay, Dakota Fanning's kind of young though. Now she's literally my age. But see, Johnny Flynn looks younger than Andrew Scott. Like, I'm not letting you do that. Like, they both look younger than Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott is an old man. He's in his 40s. Yeah. Like, nah, bro. Andrew Scott is old. It just doesn't... It just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't fit. Like, dude is 46. Like, Dakota Fanning and the other guy, Johnny Flynn, are our age. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah, it makes sense why they're offloading it to Netflix. Yeah. So the next story we have is Nicole Kidman and Jamie Lee Curtis are teaming for an Amazon series based on uh, this lady, Patricia Cornwell's Case Scarpetta novels. I did not care enough to find out what (laughs) these novels were about. But uh, the fact this year, I just thought the sheer fact that Nicole Kidman and Jamie Lee Curtis are going to be on an Amazon series was news enough. Yeah, no, that is. I'm sure the story is compelling. I'm sure I'm not going to be interested. Um, My guess is it's going to be down the horror vein because that's what Jamie Lee Curtis has been doing more. Of, but has Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman's been doing thrillers. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the horror thriller lane. I'm not saying like a slasher killer, but there will be a murder involved. All right, let's find out. Let's find out because this is a novel series. (laughs) (laughs) Murder novel. I'm telling you. Hey, Scarpetta. Yeah. Let's see what it's about. Yeah, my, murders, my boy. Murders. <laughs> I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dr. Scarpetta is working a highly, uh, let's see. Why isn't, oh, uh, no, never yeah, mind. It's, it's serial killers. Yep. Told you. That's going to be some horror thriller shit. That's what Jamie Lee Curtis has been doing. And I, that's what Nicole Kidman's been doing. All right. Well, here's Amazon again. Like, Amazon's got a bunch of stuff coming out. It's got a, I gotta make sure I watch some of the Amazon stuff because, like, the thing is, is like, what is going on in Amazon that I just haven't seen? Like, I haven't seen the terminal. Yeah, yeah, the terminal. There's a uh, J. You gotta watch Jack Ryan. I've been watching that on the low. That's my. That's the show that's been keeping me from your honor. Jack Ryan is great. Right. Um, and I was been trying to watch Hunters here and there. It's just not as great as the first season. Yeah, Hunters is not like I. I watched the first two episodes. It just didn't hit like the first season. That's just all it is to it. And then uh, mm. I'm trying to find like the original shows, but yeah, no. Uh, Amazon has some has some good originals right now. Uh, Beast is on uh, on Amazon Prime right now. 
Uh, they have the final season of Carnival Row, Shotgun Wedding, Harlem. Like, there's some original stuff in here that I would like to watch, like Legends of Vox Machina. I need to check out The Peripheral. That's the assassin show yeah. with... Oh, nah, girl. I might as well just say that as, as we're bringing up Peripheral got renewed. Yeah, see, I heard it was good. Yeah. So, good uh, for Peripheral. Yeah, so I'm trying to touch upon something. But anyway... The next story we have is uh, that CBS has announced a pilot order for an untitled father-son project from Damon Lanes and his son Damon Lanes Jr. Uh, the the legendary talk show, the legendary talk radio host and happily divorced papa, played by Damon Senior, has his point of view ch- challenged at work when a new female co-host is hired, and at home where he finds himself still parenting his adult son uh, Wayne's Jr. A brilliant dreamer, but who is trying to pursue his passion while being a responsible father and husband. Okay, this sounds interesting. If they do it right, it could be good. But with CBS being network, it seems like it might be cheesy network comedy. Probably. Like the neighborhood. That's what these guys have been best at. But like Damon Wayans Jr. was good New Girl, and I wanted it to be more New Girl, less neighborhood. But a new girl is like the office. Don't do that. It's it falls in line of good comedy. And then you know Damon Wayans did My Wife and Kids, which is a good family comedy. Like I just don't want to be like like the neighborhood potential. I agree. I just don't trust CBS. CBS. What's the last good sitcom like the CBS put out? You tell me. That was their original idea. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Avenue Five at HBO got canceled. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I didn't know that they were trying to do more seasons of it. I thought it had been canceled a long time ago. Mm-mm. It's just it now that there's Orville and Orville's are so similar of an idea. Ah, uh, okay. And and you want more Orville? Just, well, I mean, it's just not better than it. I watched both of them. Okay. See, I didn't know that. It's just not. It's just not as funny. But um. Especially now that you have White Lotus, because like it's a uh, it's similar concept. It's like cruise ship. True, that's a good point. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Hiding's director is making a Peter Pan film featuring Tinkerbell as an obese drug addict. Disgusting. Like <laughs> I, I, I call these last. I call these last two stories ruin your childhood porn. <laughs> Literally, that dude's like, "Oh, it's in the public domain. Y'all like the Winnie the Pooh? I can make these for cheap." Let me keep making them. Peter Pan. What's next? Pinocchio? He, yeah, he wants to do it. He wants to make them all. <laughs> exactly. Dude Dude found his niche. He's like, I'm not stopping. It's getting me paid. I don't blame him. Get paid, young king. There's people that want to watch this shit. Yeah, I mean, I can think of ideas that he could do easily. <laughs> hey, hit us up. Yeah, it's Snow White, but the Seven Dwarves are like these like Little um, killers. Yeah, I was thinking Snow White, White, but the down. Seven Dwarfs are like rapist kidnappers. That too. They kidnap her. They rape rapists, and like Prince Charming has to come save her. Yeah. They give her a poison apple to put her to sleep, so they can get to R word and, and doing heinous <laughs> shit. The prince got to come save her. Seven Dwarfs. I don't know if they, I don't know if his stuff's getting that dark, my dude. Beauty and the Beast. The Beast is is addicted to opium. That's the Beast. 
No, what? That's hard. <laughs> Is that like, nah, imagine him having to kick heroin. That's a big beast. <laughs> you tripping. That's the beast. And the woman that's taking care of him through withdrawals in the roses weed. That's how you get over it. Look. Look, Beauty and the Beast. The Beast is heroin. <laughs> the Haunted Mansion, but they're actually just on a shrimp trip and they're killing real people. Hard. That is hard. Wait. Bambi, and, and it, it goes through the first it, person. He's doing Bambi. It's, it's first person through Bambi watching hunters kill, kill the uh, fucking deers. Like, just as a yeah, he's, he's doing Bambi, where Bambi does the rampage. We talked about that one. Oh yeah, I don't want Bambi to do rampage. Bambi needs to watch the hunters go on a rampage and be terrified. Like, imagine a jump scare of a hunter coming out, bow, shooting your ass. <laughs> Hundred and one Dalmatians, but the Dalmatians are cannibals. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, here we go. Jungle Book. But instead of the animals taking care of Mowgli, Mowgli's on the run from them the entire time. They're trying to eat him. (laughs) And it's which one can eat him first. That's a good one. Yeah, I can't. I I, I can't think think anymore off top of it. We could keep going. (laughs) Sleeping Beauty and she's in a coma from doing too much drugs. Mary Poppins, but she like, you know, steals children. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm trying to think of one for Rapunzel. <laughs> I can't think of one for Rapunzel, though, but so this be... guy, this guy's gonna make a bag, though. Yeah, for but sure. We haven't even seen Wayne the Pooh Blood and Honey. Like he could like just direct terrible movies. That's what I'm saying. People like it. Like people, these movies could just be like really, really shitty, bad. and he'll people will watch it because it's the Parody of the Disney movies. I'm, this guy's gonna get a lawsuit. <laughs> it's public domain. He okay. <laughs> I think like the only reason he's doing Winnie the Pooh is because it hit like the public domain. Yeah. Disney, yeah, like didn't, didn't Disney like release it or something? Yeah, they don't own it. Like, they don't own the rights. It's like yeah. Pinocchio. How Pinocchio's up? Like how Guillermo del Toro can make a Pinocchio and Disney can make one at the same time. I guess Peter Pan's up grabs too. I didn't know. That. Yeah, Peter Pan's up there as well. All right. Um, but the last story in Ruin Your Childhood Corner is Mattel has announced plans to relaunch Barney uh, with a new slate of content as well as toys and merch. The relaunch will kick off with a reimagined animated series, which is set to debut globally in 2024. Good for Barney. I'm not, you know, ever since I got, I had the chance to be a Barney star, but I chose not to sing the song. I, I I just have a salty taste in my mouth for Barney. You could have been Selena Gomez. Bro, I could have been. They wanted a, a black actor. I, I could have been Chris Brown. <laughs> like, straight I don't up. I think that's what you need to aspire to be, my guy. Well, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying Chris Brown was in Barney. I could have been. He took his spot in Barney. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, he was. And I would have been the new, the hot young black actor. Me and Selena Gomez probably would have been dating by now. Probably. Look at that. You kind of look like the weekend. Oh, uh-huh, I'm so look, you know the vibes. You get it. I wouldn't have been chunky either because I'd have been fighting, uh, I'd have been having an eating disorder trying to be an actor in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that, that ends the, the dark story. segment in the show. I mean, to end the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time where we get into movie on the rise, that segment where we suggest 
one movie or TV show that's out this week or that's coming out. Look, I'm suggesting Poker Face. Like, we haven't suggested it yet. Like, I know we probably did a while ago when it first came out. But now that I've watched it, like, people need to watch Poker Face. It is that good. Like, it is incredible. Brian Johnson has a great show. And I think the other thing I'll say is, um, let's see. What's coming this week? Mm, there's nothing really Netflix-wise. Wait, what'd you say? Let me go ahead and say mine so you don't take out my accent. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I guess, you know, we didn't say you last week. Oh, yeah, you. So I guess I could say you. Oh, I see a sports doc. I was going to watch this week was um, somebody that I used to know. The uh, James Franco directed movie on Amazon. Mm. His, uh, his wife, Allison Bree, starring. I thought we don't support James Franco no more. Or do you mean Dave Franco? Sorry, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't support James. That's Dave. Dave. <laughs> also, but okay. So yeah, I got mine. Uh, Peacock, like I said, uh, Poker Face. But since we're talking about sports docs, there's a golf doc that follows a, a group of professional golfers on and off the course during the season, it's called Full Swing. Follows Brooks Kepka, follows uh, Justin Thomas, like all the major PGA Tour guys. I I know it's going to be good when my girlfriend told me when she saw the commercial for it on Super Bowl Sunday, she was like, yeah, somebody on TikTok was saying, who like watches these things before they come out, says that this is going to be really good. What, Full Swing? I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Nice. I'm hyped. Yeah. I told you Netflix is a sports doc hub now. They just are. All right. Yeah, that's partly because of their F1 bullshit, too. True. F1 successful and they see it. That doing it with golf, that's smart. Get people in. That's a good way to get people into golf. It moves the pace. It like because golf's a slow pace. It moves the pace along. And, and same reason why F1 works, because those matches are forever by but by doing documentary style, you speed well, it up. Well, the thing about the F1 stuff is that what F1 did that has made it successful and its resurgence, because, like, people weren't watching F1 when I was a kid, and I watched the Speed Channel and shit like that. So, like, you see all these people being in F1 now, I'm just like, y'all are on this fad because F1 is the new WWE. In Netflix, yeah. So, like, what Netflix is doing is it's making sports have a heart. Have storylines. It's giving you the WWE side of things where it's like, oh, well, now I have to tune into the Masters this weekend to find out if Rory McIlroy beats R- Ricky Fowler. Because of their beef. Because, like, they have beef. Like, yeah. Or, you know, or whatever the hell's going on, you know? No, I, look, that's smart. That's a smart way to, for sports that are boring, like a golf, like a F1, that's a way to make Tennis. them interesting. Tennis is doing it, too. On a yep. Yep. I'm with that. That's a way to make it interesting. So I'm in it. I'm with it. All right, are we talking Last of Us before Poker Face? Sure. The, the, the poor black kid got turned into a motherfucking clicker. God damn it. The brother had to kill him, and then he killed his fucking self. Talk about sad. Well, that, you know, those characters had to die. It was just, that was like, oh, man. Poor, like, the black dude, the black family went through so much shit the entire show. They find Joel and Ellie. They finally make friends who they can trust. 
And then the moment that they let their guard down, boom, brother turns into a fucking clip. That's what makes it so devastating, London. That's why it's such a good show. I know, I know, I know. But I just wanted him to succeed. I didn't want the brother to kill himself, but he had nothing to live for. At that point, he yeah. he'd spent his whole life trying to live for his brother. And then now that his brother's a clicker and he shot him, that man don't have nothing to live for. He had to off himself. Yeah. I mean, it was sad, man. I thought this was probably my opinion, best episode. Best episode. That, yeah. Like, so easily. That's, like, that's why I was saying two weeks ago when we were talking about episode three, where I was like, you know, while this is a great episode of television, when I think of The Last of Us season one, I'm going to think of this episode and then probably whatever the finale is. I agree. I agree. When you saw the devastation in his face when he shot his brother and it was just like everything left, like everything was gone. He lost everything. It was just, bow. I'm done. I'm out of here. Right. And they had done such a good job of like getting us to like care about them. Building them up. Showing us were. their struggle. Yeah. Showing the struggle, like, you know, having his little brother, Sam, being deaf. Um, and you know, that kid should be Miles Morales action. live action if they want to cast a young Miles Morales now, let him grow into it. Who are you talking about, Henry or Sam? Sam, isn't that the young kid, the deaf kid? Yeah, the deaf kid. Yeah, that's who they should cast. He's legit deaf. Does that have an issue with him being Miles Morales? I don't think so. It shouldn't for me. That I mean, and that gives that look like, that's diverse. He's really deaf. Oh, but like he was a really good actor, though. Yeah, he is really good. And I think like there's been a really a uh, big push of like deaf content really like i don't know if like this is what you know the crazies call wokeness or whatever but like i've seen <laughs> a lot of television shows recently where like a lot of i'm glad man like deaf people watch tv too they should have representation well i just find their stories very compelling that too so, like, exactly I found, like having sam be a deaf character made it a lot more interesting because, and like, being that he's deaf, don't, don't, he can relate to the clickers a little bit because they use like he's the opposite of them. They use sound to see, whereas he's deaf, he can't hear. Like it's a very good juxtapose to the things they're fighting. Right. And for him to turn into one, he loses his humanity, but gains the one thing he never has, the ability to hear. Like when he turned into a clicker, he, he was able to hear, but he lost everything else. Yeah. It, like, think about that. That's um, crazy. But yes. So they did a really great job of building those two characters, but I think what they did with Melanie Linsky across the two episodes really drove home what made this such a powerful moment at the end uh, with with that, all the infected coming out and yeah. her talking to the, to him and being like, children die, Henry. Yeah. And, you know, it's, just, it's one of those things, the idea of in these post-apocalyptic post -apocalyptic shows is that Everyone is a villain somehow. No one is. No one's clean. The white knight. No one is clean. Yeah, it's, it's all great because you're here's, fighting. Here's Kath, Here's Kathleen. You know, maybe she was the leader to get them freedom, but it's her vengeance that's causing them all to die. Yep. And like she could never. That was why her brother was the more suitable leader. Like maybe they still would be occupied by the people. But he would never lead them to their death based on vengeance. Yep. Also, man, the bloated, the bloated clickers, the fucking those things. Who those things are fucking creepy. Yeah. God. And I saw I heard on like one of the podcasts where they were like, yeah, it's fitting based on the gameplay that a bloater comes in now because it's a rarity. 
Yeah. No, for sure. It's the it was the right time to put a bloater. Right. And raise the stakes. But I also think that little crazy uh, infected girl was wild too. The contortionist. They're like, bro, the last of us is just killing it. Like last year when we saw Peacemaker in winning time, we were like, oh yeah, these are good shows. They'll make it to the end of the year. But we never said they were gonna be the best show. This right now couldn't possibly be the best show of the year by the time we finish. Well, yeah, I mean, this is in the same slot of time period of Euphoria when we were like, oh, yeah, Euphoria yeah. is doing Like, Euphoria is, like, doing a damn thing. They're pushing the needle. True, true, true. Uh, your week-to-week Sunday show. Um, So, The Last of Us is filling that slot right now, for sure. Um, It's just, this is best, like, it's best the best show out there right now. Yeah, but I would say Poker Face, number two. I like it that much. Natasha Leone won me it's, over. It's solid. I would say, yeah, probably in scripted TV, it is probably the best show running at the moment with The Last of Us. And then, yeah. you know, once we get to March, we'll move into Mandalorian and Ted Lasso. Like, the first episode setting up with Adrian Brody was probably the weakest episode to me. Like, because it was like, the because it was set up. But right. when you see Adrian Brody jump off of that, off of that building, you're in. You are in. You're locked in yeah. at that moment. And then the next episode to do the gas station guy, crazy. But then when you get to episode three with Lil Rel killing his brother, crazy. Like, but like literally the moment Adrian Brody jumps off, it just keeps getting better and better and better. See, I actually thought the first episode was the best episode. Interesting. I thought the Lil Rel like, one was the best. And not that I think that the other two episodes have been bad. I just feel like, like this is like the more methodic part of the show where like I feel like the stakes are so much more in the first sure episode. because of the, they're they're after her instead of her being like the cop solver where the stakes are with other people in the other episodes that's fair but I will say I like how he's framing each episode so the first one we see the crime and then she comes solve it the second one we see the crime but she was there the entire time that fucked my head up with the little rail one I thought that was right. beautiful storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's interesting how they how he's like giving you what happens and then watching you see how she solves it. So yep. like you knew the whole time. And the fact that she solved the little real thing through the dog was hilarious. Yeah. In the in the like, fucking. Oh also, the fact that the like, man sure she has. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, sure, sure, she has the power to like know people's lying, but like the stuff that she's like picking up along the way, it's like eating the pecan wood, <laughs> repeat eating the wood, like you know, being like, oh yeah, this dog obviously like because this dog did this, like obviously this is why. Like there's called him a like, MAGA dog. I know, I know the the yeah. crazies didn't like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the fact that um, Lil Rel's brother turned to a v ve- a vegetarian vegan. After watching Oakja is fucking hilarious, bro. Like, have you seen Oakja? No, I haven't. You gotta see, like, nah, Oakja's hilarious. It's about killing this big animal from meat and how it's wrong, like, harvesting it. Like, and the fact that he was a pit master makes it even more funny. Like, his whole thing was killing meat and he sees he's an animal. Like, dude, watch Charlotte's Web and Oakja. No wonder why you don't want to cook pork no more. <laughs> murderer. I, I like how in the first episode or whatever um adrian brody's like his henchman guy oh yeah uh, i like his henchman Cliff. Cliff Cliff. Is like, she's like a, she's like a regular michael weston and he's like 
And I'm just sitting here imagining watching Cliff at Watch his off times being like notice. binging burn notice. <laughs> like, like, what a reference. It was like, little things like that that makes this show great. Like him referencing the Oak to Charlotte's Web burn notice. Like shit like that is what's great. I'm trying to think if the second episode had any obtuse thing like that. Um, not that yeah, I could I'm trying to think of that too. Oh, the truck driver's figuring out the call sign through the fucking song. song. Yeah. <laughs> but also, when he's fixing, when the dude cuts the brakes and the guy was like, yeah, I figured you fucked with him, so I went fixed him. And he was trying to explain, he turned his hearing weight up, like, I don't want to hear your bullshit, lying ass. <laughs> lying ass murderer. Yeah. And then he tore up the ticket. I was like, bro, you going to jail either way? I don't know why you tore it up. Did he think that helped him? No, he just did it because he was like, it's over. Fuck it. He should have gave it to the girl. <laughs> That's what he should have did. Yeah, but she helped him like get caught. Sure, but I mean, he killed her Her mans. They were going to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> like, But hey, $25,000? They couldn't have retired on that. Like, I don't know why both men thought, oh, $25,000, we don't have to work anymore. That lasts maybe like a year. He, I keep now it's bugging me now. Where have I seen that that kid that who the black that? guy or the white guy? Yeah, the black guy. Oh, I, I, uh, we, he's from a TV show we watch. Hold on, I'm about to look it up. He's 100 percent from a TV show we watch. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Brandon Michael Hall, yeah, he was in Search Party. He was in Chloe. Yeah, he was in Search Party, The Surrogate. Yeah. So, yep. He was also in Monster Party, like a bunch of indie films. So, Broad City. But anything else from Peacock? I mean, anything else from Poker Face you want to talk about that you just like liked from the first couple of episodes? Um, well, I like Natasha Leone. That's why I like that was the whole thing about uh, she makes it. It's like, you know, you just have to like enjoy watching not Natasha Leone, Leone do her thing because like that's part of what this is. Like, sure, mm-hmm. it's a whodunit thing, but like, you, you don't get the Natasha Leone thing. You won't like it. Hate. Yeah, you have to fall for her for it to work. But I'm ready for the episodes with like Chloe Savini. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Judith Light, like Nick Nolte, like there's some big actors coming in the later episodes. Apparently, episode five has at the moment. Episode five has the best rating. Oh, Apparently. episode five has the best rating. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Hype for that. Um, and Ryan Johnson only wrote two episodes. Funny enough. That was pretty cool. He's so, like, oh, Natasha, Natasha Leone also wrote an episode as well. Oh, yep. So, also, I like that Dashka Polanka was in the first one. A little orange is the new black connection with Natasha Leone. Yeah. I like that. So, but, Thanks. but Benjamin Bratz, Cliff, love it. Love him, love him, love him. Second favorite character behind Natasha Leone. Yeah. Funny thing, like, I don't think a lot of people caught, but for some reason, I'm just a details guy. 
is when Adrian Brady get that got that call from his dad. I noticed that it was the same number when she got the call later. I was like, oh, this is his dad. And oh. Caller, but I saw the number and I was like, oh, it's the same number. Ah, uh, see, I didn't realize that. I didn't catch that. But good call. But I'm excited to see how they end up catching her if they catch her. And are they going to do a season two or is this just one and done? Right. That's definitely going to depend on the ending. Yep, so. for sure. I'm sure they're leaving. It but open. I could watch a whole nother season of her just solving, going into random towns, solving cases. Like, it's it's just, it works. The formula works. The, the last episode synopsis is like so, something that puts her in the sights of two ruthless crime syndicates and the FBI. So like, mm. I assume like maybe she gets picked up by the FBI after that or something. Mm, okay, and start solving cases for them in the second season. I would like that. That'd be hard. That'd be hard. But yeah, man, that's all I really got on Poker Face. Great show. I gave all my high moments. Um, yeah, loved it. Also right. loved that Lil Rel yeah. ran a radio show for his fucking barbecue shop. It's fucking so that's dumb. Wild. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, who the fuck would go to this restaurant? And listen to him talk about the restaurant while eating at the restaurant. Like what? I was like, this is some Dollywood shit. Like, yeah, this is like sitting in Dollywood eating. Like, but it only works in Texas. And, like, having Dolly Parton like tell you about like, yeah, we got the these, you know, this beef from my cows in my mm-hmm. farm in Tennessee, and like what. Also, about, as someone who works in radio, did you not when he when he went to kill his brother? Were you like, damn, that is a pretty smart way. Like they won't catch you that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was like, I thought it was pretty foolproof, but obviously. But you know, know what I thought got him? I thought, see, okay, he didn't have a law. It was the MAGA dog, right? Yeah, no, but I thought I thought the computer was gonna get him because I thought he put his clip in the log, but there was no log, so he didn't have to worry about it. Because if you put it in a log, it timestamps that you pre-recorded. Right, no, he just, he just he played, played it. it off his computer, yeah. Yeah. But the, the, computer. yeah. the dog got him caught. <laughs> Maga dog, that's hilarious. But, yeah, that's pretty much all well, I got also, to speak to you. Oh, unless you got something. I, about was, I was like, well, we know that this dude isn't on the FCC-regulated radio station because 16 minutes is too long of a segment. True. True. I didn't even think about that. No, you're right. They're gonna need some commercials. Yeah. No, you're right. That that is way too long. They gotta run some ads. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's it for Poker Face and Last of Us. Uh, I think Last of Us made a good call moving on Friday. So it was so smart because that was a powerful episode. It had to be out. Yeah. yeah, it couldn't have competed with Super Bowl because like it was just too big of an episode. And I think having it on Friday night probably boosted a lot of people's weekend. I agree. I agree. So 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 Tom Brady taking over for Greg Olson. You, you Greg Olson did the Super Bowl, which thing? I thought it was I didn't think it was good. I just thought Kevin Burkhart was good. And I was like, okay. Well yeah, well, Kevin Burkhart's the guy. I was just like, you just need a partner. Kevin Brady now. And Greg and Greg Ho- Brady Olson now. wasn't it. Yeah. Brady's the guy. So I'm excited. We'll see how Please. it goes. But it's yeah. I'm 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 so worried about it. <laughs> Give the guy a shot. We gave Romo a shot. Well, Romo almost said the N word on national TV. So. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was he was about to say, "Look, them niggas." <laughs> I don't know what else he was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> 
I was listening, and later, later Van Latham was like, Tony Romo is not a racist. He was going to say near defenders. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know what he was going to say. It wasn't going to work. <laughs> and fuck Juju Smith-Schuster. He, he's on the right team because, like, you know, his fake-ass TikTok bullshit and Jackson Mahomes' fake-ass TikTok bullshit. Why are you hating? Bullshit. Juju balled out, man. Don't hate. <laughs> well, Ju- because Juju was out here, like, talking shit, even though James Bradbury, you know, took he his cooked. Button. He cooked James Bradbury. Trash-ass. And Debo cooked. Samuel, Debo Samuel said James Bradbury was trash. Got cooked. Right. Juju didn't cook nobody. Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore cooked. <laughs> Give Juju his flowers, man. Don't do that. Juju cooked Bradbury. If he was a free agent, nobody would want him. Nah, don't do that. Juju had, hold on, he had 77 catches for 53 yards. Second behind Kelsey. Don't do that. He cooked Bradbury. Cooked him. Bradbury should have got called for more holding. Maybe. Uh, never know. That's <laughs> possible. But, uh, but yeah. So that wraps up everything for this episode of the Bros. Who Binge podcast. Lyndon, let me know what's going on with the pros who think that. A lot of stuff. Run it back this week. Men in Black. Y'all check that out. Uh, One Piece content dropping throughout the week. The Bros Who Think podcast will be out later this week. Just follow us at Bros Who Think on Twitter to stay up to date. And you can follow me at LimbyWT on TikTok and Twitter. All right. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter and or, or Twitter at ShubesBWT. And um, thanks for listening this week of the pod. We will be back next week talking probably a lot more stuff. I'm hoping there's a little less news less news more shows yeah talk a lot about these definitely monster your honor uh black and red have you seen that movie the menu yes i have i told you that i I watched it oh we can review that too next week yeah i mean we don't have to review it i mean we just talk about it it was all right yeah i thought it was good yeah, it's funny because, like, if you're a food person, like, you watch the Food Network shows, it's just hilarious because, like, when they're like, fourth course, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, oh it's like I'm watching fucking Food Network. And they died and for the next, meal. And I watch Next Level Chef. Oh, I need to watch it. Don't say anything because there's some TikTok people on there this season. Nah. Yeah, a lot. So I'm, I need to watch it. Yeah. But, all right, we're all right. Well, So we'll be back next week. I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging.